earthlings. Hello. Earthlings. And non-earthling types. And non everyone is is welcome tonight. We're going to discuss a, a film that I, I feel is uh, very uh, important to the uh, the subject that we discuss every week. <clears throat> and it's a, it's a film called The Day the Earth Stood Still. Uh, came out in 1951. A lot of you that are uh, born um, after uh, 1960 probably don't even know this film. But uh, <clears throat> Well, all right. Uh, yeah, heard of it. <laughs> even a lot of people have heard it. Maybe they have not uh, sat down and watched it. But the film has a very deep message. And um, I've watched it several times uh, for the enjoyment of the, uh, you, the production. You would, you would say it's anecdotally important. But then when you look at it, just a few years, in 1951, right? Mm-hmm. An old film. Very I mean, interessante. Yeah, when you see a film like this back in those days, in the 50s and early 60s, you, you know, you take it uh, you take it one way. But then when you look at it today, in today's day and time, and, and in retrospect to the events that uh, have occurred over the, the, the past few decades on this subject, um, the importance of the message that's in this film is relevant to the uh, to the visit that has been going on. These objects have been watching our planet closely, and uh, just the way we we do on uh, TV shows uh, such as the uh, Mysteries of the Abandoned, and and we witnessed uh, uh, structures that have been left for us to uh, deal with. Uh, sometimes we knock them down and rebuild on them. And sometimes we just leave them and look at them and wonder why they were uh, left for uh, abandonment. But the, uh, the message for the planet Earth is that the objects that we have uh, been discussing have uh, taken a, an interest in these weapons that we've been uh, dabbling in since the, uh, the 40s. And this is when these objects started to appear in our atmosphere during the 40s. And uh, it's coincidental that this film, which was done in 51, a few years after the Roswell uh, crash, um, the message in the film is based on what we see today in these objects interested in okay so uh, so even the plot line is it kind of strikes you as to give me the gist of it well we have we have nuclear weapons today okay they've they've been used to destroy um human beings Mm -hmm. they've been used to provide powers uh for our weapons and uh, our ships and our uh devices for electricity and uh, various other things we've used nuclear power for and uh, it comes with a consequence uh, we've had we've had uh, power plants that have uh, melted and leaked uh, we've had movies made over these uh, meltdowns uh, the China syndrome was one of them um, there was another meltdown for a uh, uh, a nuclear facility in uh, Pennsylvania in uh, Harrisburg, um, and, and these these meltdowns and, and malfunctions of uh, atomic plants have been a concern for these objects because in this film, the day the Earth stood still, 
the message that's given to the nations of the world is that this has to stop. And uh, as uh, the people who are listening to this uh, speech uh, kind of contemplated whether they should, you know, listen to this uh, emissary from someplace out in the cosmos, whether they should stop. And he promised that uh, he would give an example of uh, the power that they would exhibit towards us if we didn't uh, respond to this uh, quest. Comply. <laughs> we, uh, we, we must comply with this uh, request. It was of uh, importance to the whole planet, not just the, uh, the country of uh, the United States. So he promised that, um, as an example, everything would stop for 24 hours. And he gave that, uh, that example in the film and all sorts of electrical uh, devices stopped working. Cars stopped working, engines stopped, everything stopped. And this caused the people in charge to wake up and say, hmm, maybe we should uh, listen to this uh, emissary. And so the film is, is well worth watching. If you can get a hold of it, uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, they've done a remake on it, but it does not equal the, uh, the first one. Um, the film has uh, a few uh, good actors in it, and one of them is uh, a fellow by the name of Sam Jaffe, who uh, played a, uh, a part in a, in a big TV show back in the uh, 60s called... Uh, Ben Casey and uh, Sam Jaffe in the film plays um, Albert Einstein <laughs> and uh, he's uh, busy at work on his blackboard there's a, a beautiful scene in the, uh, the film where he's he's working on a, a, a calculation and uh, in through the side door of his backyard walks this uh, emissary who's been uh, in charge of the uh, giving this message to the Earth people, and he walks in on uh, the alleged uh, Albert Einstein's uh, calculations, and he and he notices that uh, one of the calculations uh, is not correct, and uh, he just takes it upon himself to pick an eraser up and start erasing this uh, this calculation that uh, the doctor put on the uh, the blackboard. And the doctor comes over and is, is concerned that he uh, may have uh, changed the, uh, the message on the, uh, the blackboard. And uh, after examining the, uh, uh, what was filled in on the blackboard, it was uh, correct. And the calculation uh, was amazed, uh, became amazing to the, uh, to the doctor who, who was uh, writing all these uh, calculations on the blackboard. And uh, so he gave... Uh, he gave this emissary some uh, some respect, and uh, he wondered, you know, just where he came from and so forth. But uh, I don't want to give too much of the film away. It's it's, it's too it's too uh, deep to okay, really yeah, give but, away. But, right? but it, it for 1951, it made people think. Yeah, and, and during my course of of collecting my uh, large. Uh, 
collection of books on the subject, I came across a, a line in one of my books that, that had uh, a story about a, uh, an incident at the National Security uh, Agency in Washington that, uh, that had a recommendation to see this film in their, uh, in their library where they have uh, a time to take a break uh, that uh, they, they happen to have this film for recommendation. And I, I wondered why that they would pick this film of all films to watch. Why, and, and then when I watched it and I saw uh, for myself the message that was uh, given, I said, oh, no, now I understand. And especially today in, 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 in looking at the uh, interest that these objects have shown towards our nuclear capabilities. Every area in our country and every spot on the world has been monitored uh, that has carried these these missiles and, and nuclear power. All of these areas have been marked with, with sightings. So there's, there's something to the, this whole interest in the, uh, the nuclear issue that we are working with. There's yeah, been a... Uh, an effort to, mm -hmm. to reduce these weapons because we know that they're useless today. We cannot have another nuclear bomb uh, dropped on our uh, planet. These weapons are so more, so much more powerful than they were. We should have no tolerance for ignorant curiosity. Uh -huh. That's exactly <laughs> right. And, and these bombs have produced Use such your imagination. Come on such they have produced such backlash and uh, the 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 request to, to get these weapons by uh, enemies of our uh, country uh, should not be allowed to happen no one should have these weapons and the weapon and the weapons that are owned by some of our allies uh, they're very much in control of their use yeah they shouldn't be called weapons it should be off grounds <laughs> so maybe Robert Weiss or the writer, Harry Bates were reacting to the time and said, I'm going to make a statement in my movie or what do you think? Or was it, did it have, was there a consultant <laughs> from well, the NSA the, on this movie working on the set? <laughs> yeah, you never know because the, the movie has a, a very uh, a definite uh, message in there and uh, it's all built around the, uh, uh, this this actor uh, Robert uh, Michael Rennie who plays the emissary, mm -hmm. and uh, he delivers his message to not just the United States but to the world body, and uh, it, it's just quite interesting how how this film reflects the uh, the present uh, concern of this subject. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's how, in a, and how it foreshadowed the uh, the United Nations. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, the, in 1952, which is the, the 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 next year, this like I said, this film was done in 51, but in 52, these objects was was spotted directly over the White House. All right, but on consecutive nights. But in in the movie, it happened. You said at 9:47. Yeah. For for forty seven. I, I like the way they use the number forty seven for the arrival 47. of this uh, this craft uh, to land in the uh, 
in the New York uh, Central Park area. And but, here he is for you right now, folks. Number 47, Bob Bria. <laughs> I, I love that number because it's such an important number and it represents the year that the cover-up started. The, yeah, but uh, this so this is like four years later. So, like you said, yeah, it would, uh, it would take time to develop the story. You know, the, I don't know when it was written, but it, you know, it well, took the, some time to put all that together. And all and this movie comes out. It, it to me, it was just odd when you brought it up, and I'm, I was thinking how close it was to 1947. Mm-hmm. And so many things were going on between the the, the forty uh, the year forty seven and fifty two. Um, the, uh, the, the, uh, what do you call it? The people in charge of the, uh, operation of retrieving the craft in, in Roswell, New Mexico, um, it, it created a tremendous excitement and also a lot of, uh, misunderstood, um, directions for, uh, which way that the Pentagon would proceed. How would they handle this, uh, arrival and uh that's uh why they put it into a classified uh direction they had no idea what these craft were here for so why 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 tell anybody that they're uh, real just keep it down keep it quiet and let's try to find out what the agenda is for this uh, visit and as as the film uh, shows, the 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 arrival for these crafts seems to be the uh, the concern that they have over nuclear weaponry. Ever since the forties, um, during testing in the Pacific, in Nevada, New Mexico, various areas were detonated and atomic weapons were being dropped here and there. A lot of bombs of different magnitudes were exploded for uh, development. And once the, uh, the bomb was developed that they would need to uh, help end the war, um, they, uh, they had it. And the, the controversy over whether to use it became a big issue. And uh, Truman had to make a decision and the decision was made that let's let's drop it. So all this uh, all these sightings that uh, started to appear became more intense as as we got closer to detonating it over a populated area because test, up until testing, that time the testing test, right yeah the test it was just testing. We testing like well, like I said in in the Pacific and, and Nevada, so all this testing was done to get ready for the uh, for the bomb to be used, and uh, when it when it came down to uh, well now we have the power let's let's use it, and uh, there was a, a lot of concern about whether we should proceed with it or whether we should hold back, but it looked like the only way to end this uh, conflict was to uh, utilize this bomb so. We dropped one, and then we dropped another one. And this caused a tremendous, tremendous backlash. Uh, And I think that the bombs that were developed after this became much more powerful. Instead of just leaving the bomb that we used, 
we created a bigger bomb. <laughs> and, and now we have a weaponry that is even bigger than, than that weaponry. So time is progressing into, uh, into, in, in, into, in the name of defense. Yeah, in the name of defense. Uh, we're defense not going to be defending anything. Uh, unless, until you have to use it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, once you use the weapon, then there's going to be nothing left uh, to uh, to build. <laughs> uh, the the ground that was uh, contaminated by the uh, the Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, I don't even I don't even want to go there. <laughs> what happened? The kind of nightmare that created for weeks and weeks and weeks after the yeah. radiation levels fallout after the, effect. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it just became a. a uh, a nuisance to to think about. Oh, are we going to ever use this weapon again? And now we're on the, uh, in twenty twenty two, and we and we're still negotiating to reduce these weapons because uh, the the powers that are out there that are against us want these weapons. Uh, I mean, this is just nonsense to create a arms race, and uh, the these these craft or the, these creatures that are on these craft are concerned about nuclear power it it, it must affect the balance of the uh, the cosmos because I, I, I've read it by other uh, geologists and other scientists that uh, what happens here on our planet uh, it, uh, it gets affected outside in the other uh, areas of our solar system. I mean, just like we can detect uh, a, a, a solar flare or a, mm. an or asteroid. A, 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 yes, a faraway meteor uh, asteroid that's yeah. headed this way. Yeah, I mean, we, we have this technology at our hands. Imagine what the technology would be of a sophisticated uh, civilization that, that had the ability to, tra to, to, to transform from one planet to another. I mean... It, we're looking at a, a magical technology and, and they probably don't use these weapons because these weapons are, uh, when you split the atom, um, the atom becomes very, uh, disabled, disabled. And, uh, it, it creates, uh, problems in the atmosphere. Yeah. We got a, a comment from, uh, Shannon Lynn Jordan. UFOs have been known to show up in time of harmful events. Like recently the nuclear meltdown in Japan, they were seen, uh, hovering over the nuclear plants. The, they sure were. And, and look at the, the, the disaster that occurred as that, 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 uh, that, uh, tsunami and that power plant broke down. Yeah, they say it, it, that place is contaminated, and, and eventually ends up in the California coast. Those waters. <laughs> oh yeah, you've got all that stuff floating around that's contaminated. The uh, and, and and of course the stories about the uh, well, it was it's in the beginning of the movie too. The day the Earth stood still, where he 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 neutralizes the weapons. He just zaps them, and they they become so hot they have to drop their guns. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It, it's just uh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Well, <laughs> special effects. We that, have uh, stories of immobilization. Uh, uh, yes, the switching off of nuclear weaponry mm -hmm. in Russia mm -hmm. and in, uh, in, uh, in, in the, the Northwest. Yeah, mm -hmm. we've had missile silos that have been uh, uh, shut down and disabled, and this information went directly to the Pentagon. I mean, uh, there's various uh, 
accounts of this. Uh, and this is why I, I repeat the, uh, the interest that these crafts seem to have in our nuclear capabilities, whether it's in uh, Brookhaven Labs out in Long Island or whether it's in Montana at an at a, at a intercontinental ballistic missile silo base. These objects have been pursuing and just watching, not, not doing anything um, other than watching and uh, sort of like uh, playing games with our technology, sort of showing us that they can shut them on and put them into a disabled mode. And we can also set them up for, for launch, which was uh, what happened in Russia. And uh, mm -hmm. the missiles became ready for launch. And uh, th this uh, was a real big problem, uh, which led to the uh, formation of the hotline between Moscow and the White House to prevent a accidental uh, launching of our own missiles in a counterattack because we think that we're being attacked by Russia when they're actually uh, unidentified objects. So the, these objects have been uh, misinterpreted as uh, unknown objects because they're not identifying themselves. They're not uh, making uh, any actions that are uh, really uh, provocative, although there's been incidences where pilots have been immobilized just before they take action uh, because there was a... Um, few incidences uh, that have been recorded where um, pilots have been given the go-ahead to uh, fire upon these objects. And uh, when the action was taken uh, by the pilots to, to, take an, uh, to take action, they, their missiles were uh, deactivated or uh, just uh, made immobile uh, for, for use. And, and this is uh, really an amazing uh, ability of this uh, technology that we uh, we call uh, extraterrestrial technology. But so it, was uh, art imitating life or life imitating art? <laughs> it, it just shows you that uh, we think we're the, we're the top of the line, but uh, the, there's people out there in the universe that have way, way more advantages than, than we do. And uh, that, that's the problem uh, of an ego for, uh, for humanity because uh, we think that uh, we are, you know, God's gift to uh, creation when uh, God's cre gift to creation could be many, many times uh, reproduced out there in the uh, beautiful universe. So I, I'm always uh, open for, uh, for new answers, but uh, so far the answers are uh, looking like uh, we've been lied to by our, our government on this subject. Uh, and, the, and the consequences of lying just creates more confusion. Uh, being honest with the public is, is not an easy thing because it's, it's sort of like a, a key word. It's called redacting. <laughs> it's sort of like a like a like when you can redact whatever you want, then you can control the narrative. The the government try, tries to act like a parent, you know. Like when when you have children, you, you tell your your, your children, uh, you know, don't do this, don't do that. It's for your own good, and 
listen to mommy and daddy, you know. And the government tries to do that too. They tell you, you know, uh, there's no UFOs. Uh, don't worry about anything. There's nothing here. They're, these aliens could never get here from where they come from. There's too much distance. And so uh, it's all fake and uh, don't believe it. But the evidence is actually contrary to what these statements are. So when you spend the time, and I have spent the time, talking, reading, lecturing, getting deeply involved in this subject over the last 50 years, uh, I've learned uh, that the government uh, uses this, uh, I guess it's a, an excuse that they have to protect us um, oh, uh, by putting this subject out in the uh, classified yeah, top secret I mean, category. It's, it's hard to argue with it based on what we do know, or even thinking what's plausible or possible. I mean, come on. It's like we say, technology, right? And, uh, well, it's the fear of the atomic unknown. Atomic and nuclear is obviously dangerous, but mm -hmm. there's probably a few things beyond that, too, in the magnetic realm, whatever they're using for their you know, well, it, it's travel. The, it's the unknown, the, the fear of, of, of what could these objects represent. Could they represent something that's going to be friendly or destructive? And uh, that's why I, I find the subject so uh, extremely interesting uh, for the extreme measures that our government has taken to deflect the uh, truth on this subject. You know, uh, you've heard the statement, uh, uh, can you handle the truth? You know, uh, that statement has been used many times, and it's, uh, it's definitely uh, applicable to this subject because um, when I tell people that we are not alone in the universe, they say, well, what makes you think that you, you know? And I say, well, if, if you've read and, and spoken and seen uh, these uh, objects, you would uh, also have a different uh, feeling about this subject especially when you see in the early days uh, of this uh, subject how the, the government was, was, was really confused at what to do. They didn't know what to do. They would, they, should we tell the public? Should we not, Shelley? And then it wound up going classified. And it's been classified all these years until recently when uh, pilots have uh, released film footage of objects that have been seen over the coast of California, and they see that, hmm. and they've said that they see them all the time, which yes. is unusual for pilots to, to be really openly talking about it. It's not been done for years. Pilots are are, are, are closed mouthed about it, but recently they've started to open their mouth and 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 say things that uh, I, I'm like, wow, did they just hmm. say that? And it's been. Uh, it seems like there's a, a, a time has come that we may be ready for uh, disclosure. But do, uh, do you think, what do you think people were thinking in 1951 when that movie came out? Do you think they were thinking, wow. I, I think that this... they couldn't handle it. They, they were just <laughs> as crazy then as they were for the. Uh, so they, it was kind of a horror flick. Really? Well, uh, for the time, I mean, for 1951, I mean, that Led Zeppelin was was considered punk rock. I mean, <laughs> it was considered metal. So, but the no, but the uh, the film, the film that had uh, 
the, the most impact was uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which was uh, a monumental film in itself for, for the inclusion of the abduction accounts that have occurred. Mm-hmm. And uh, the people that were chosen to work with uh, Spielberg on, on his film were, were given uh, government uh, titles. The uh, Spielberg consultant was a man by the name of Dr. J. Allen Hynek, who mm-hmm. was a uh, chief consultant for uh, Project Blue Book. And uh, he, he knew what was going on. And his choice to be, uh, uh, to be the consultant for, for Spielberg on the film uh, leads you to wonder how the uh, narrative was going to wind up at the end of the film. Yes, and um, it had a very nice ending. In 1951, uh, I just can't I can't get over it. It's so funny because it's like, what if the message that was the message that that they were bringing in 1947? <laughs> what? Yeah, to cool it with the nuclear. Oh yeah, well. That that was seemed and, the message. Why? Because they were being so spotted over all these nuclear maybe areas. Maybe as part of controlling the narrative. Maybe it actually started back then with Hollywood, and you know, it's not too far fetched, really. Mm-hmm. We know it existed more in your more recent examples, but maybe in 1951, they were like, you know what? Let's let's soften up people's psyche a bit to this whole concept and, and and to your point let me make it clear that in 1951 there had been no reported sightings that included the abduction of human beings until 1960s hmm. when the barney and betty hill case received natural national attention and became the subject of books uh the government uh, had to do something about this. They never thought that the uh, craft would have uh, some involvement with uh, abducting actual people. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> so, the, these abductions uh, occurred uh, continuously after sixty, after the sixties, uh, because the reports uh, didn't come in uh, prior to that. So that's why the 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 case, the Bonnie and Betty Hill case, has received so much attention because it involved <laughs> an abduction of two human beings. And uh, the movie that came out in regard to that case was uh, called The uh, Interrupted Journey, uh, which starred uh, Stell Parsons and James Earl Jones, two of the best uh, actors at the time. Uh, the film was done... Um, in a really uh, simple way and portrayed in an excellent uh, dramatic uh, a scene where the, uh, the creatures uh, land and abduct the, uh, the couple and give them a physical examination. And uh, the physical examination involved a procedure that was not known to exist at that time. And uh, that was uh, a procedure called amniocentesis which was a pregnancy test. Um, 
she was um, Bonnie uh, Betty Hill was uh, examined by these creatures, and um, she was asked, uh, you know, why her her mate's teeth had uh, been removed. Yeah, and Barney, uh, you know, uh, he was, uh, you know. Just uh, responding. I mean, he 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 didn't uh, know what was going on. He was just being examined. But this examination is very interesting to the whole subject of this this bizarre case of uh, why they would be interested in examining human beings. You know, I thought that they were coming here to uh, warn us about nuclear weaponry. Now this uh, subject becomes more more complicated because there's uh, research going on by these creatures, like like we would examine uh, rabbits or uh, you know monkeys on a on a on a lab, and uh, the, these cases had to be uh, kept quiet from the public. The last thing that the, the government would want to do is to announce that not only are these objects uh, coming here, but they're picking people up and uh, abducting at their at their will, and we had no uh, control over this. This would not go down well with the uh, the public. So this mm -hmm. pushed the subject deeper into uh, uh, classification of top secrecy. And uh, when I talk to people that think that they were abducted, and I hear these stories in books that I've read, uh, you just can't keep putting it off that they're faking it because they can't all be lying. <laughs> yeah, somebody's telling the truth, and if just one case is true, just think what that means. And uh, I find that uh, the longer you you study something, the more you find out the the real nuts and bolts about it, and you're able to uh, separate these the things that sound too sensational, which are put into the subject to uh, lead you astray. We talked about that word conspiracy. Yeah, it's a great label. <laughs> yeah. It's so sticky. Once it once it's once it's on you, it's uh, it's hard to get rid of it. Yeah. Yep. Man, I would love to get a Big Mac. That's a conspiracy, man. No, I'm seriously hungry. <laughs> the conspiracy theory sandwich. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> so, so I I, I do recommend uh, some people uh, who are interested in the subject and uh, don't have a a deep understanding of, of the uh, the reason that it has uh, remained classified to to watch this film, the day the Earth stood still, and uh, pay attention to uh, what the emissary uh, announces to uh, the planet body, and uh, he 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 does give a nice uh, explanation as to uh, the urgency to. Uh, stop working with these weapons so this is uh over 60 years ago that the, that this message was given and we're still trying to get our countries uh to to remove these weapons from their stockpiles because the next war could be the last war and uh well it makes you wonder what else is brewing yeah i mean you know uh we're not <sighs> We'll have to do a deep dive on uh, on Space Force one of these times. Yeah, the Space Force. And, uh, you know, things uh, 
of that nature. Well, the Space Force is a, is a interesting thing. We're going to find out a lot more about it in the uh, the days and weeks are coming because uh, it's going to uh, broaden now that we're in the uh, the new year. And um, I think this year is going to be a very interesting year with regard to this subject. Uh, disclosure is getting closer and closer. The pub, the public is uh, is going to demand it after a while. Because uh, how many times can you keep telling the same weather balloon story? Yeah, and I mean, in the day of technology, we we can document things easier. Yeah, you know, and, and we can and we and we can analyze the lies that were, were given to the public by using our technology in in a constructive way and a revealing way, uh, and that has been done, and uh, that's what really. Uh, follows the uh, the path of the uh, lies by following the uh, the uncovering of the uh, the technology a part of it we have used this uh, technology to find things in the deserts in the jungles and uh, technology has uh, helped us analyze our past much much better and well yeah and besides that i mean if you I mean, there's this whole field of archaeology, right, where we know in certain points of history they only had certain things. So mm. that's when things really get start getting weird. <laughs> the further you look back, the, the less it can be explained. It seems mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, the mysteries of the past are really exciting. Uh, you know, I, 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 was, uh, I was touching on the... Um, TV show that I was watching uh, this afternoon, uh, which I've been watching it periodically. It's called Mysteries of the Abandoned. And uh, it, it, it was interesting in, in reflecting how our earth has been littered with uh, structures from the ancient past to the present day. And uh, this TV show just focuses on these abandoned buildings uh, in the the last 150 years, that's about it. Uh, right, but we're going back to. And yet, know. and yet, <laughs> and yet, when you see how our Earth is littered with just the things from the last 150 years, uh, from from uh, buildings that have been put on mountaintops and castles that have been put out on the edge of uh, cliffs in different uh, areas of Europe. Uh, and, then, and then you go to ancient Mexico and you look at the, uh, the, the pyramids in, uh, in uh, Mexico City and, and the Yucatan Peninsula, and you look at the condition of some of these structures, they look like they were done uh, about 10 years ago. I mean, they're, they're still smooth on the top, the, the brick uh, uh, stonework is still, uh, I mean, in, in unbelievable shape, even though it's thousands of years old. I mean, it's, uh, it's amazing. Uh, we have buildings today that we can't get them to survive, uh, you know, 100 years. <laughs> They're falling apart yeah. already. So the, they had better construction methods in the past than they do today. Um, I... Uh, I watched this show and I, and I sort of 
was thinking back. I said, I wonder how, you know, future generations are going to uh, look back on our, our century and, and analyze our buildings of uh, huge construction projects that have been just left for, for abandonment and uh, all the work and the lives that were used in the construction of these uh, buildings have uh, just been wasted, you know, and the time to take them apart has uh, been left to, to future generations. That's why we have all these structures all over the place and the planet looks like a garbage uh, dump of, uh, of civilizations from Europe to Mexico to all over the place. And we still have it. And yet we still have so much open space that we, we have not constructed uh, buildings. And uh, I mean, the earth is still quite a big place. Well, if you think, and you think of most uh, prehistoric life, uh, they weren't using granite and limestone or marble. They were using dirt and brick, you know, brick that was more, that was not as long lasting, obviously. Mm -hmm. So there's probably a lot of, Stories to be told down there in the ground. Well, the, the, the brick and mortar uh, era uh, where masonry and uh, the bricklayers uh, became uh, very important because they used this this brick pattern to build uh, buildings. And we see this brick pattern all over the place on all, all buildings made out of brick. But when you look at the pyramids and the size of the blocks of stone that we used it's just uh it's just mind-boggling why did they need to use such large stone <laughs> at, at a time of hunters and gatherers yeah when we were just uh, trying to get enough food to to feed our uh our siblings it's it's uh, um, uh, it's interesting how inaccurate our time dating is right mm -hmm. like we like a, I've seen some pretty plausible theories about uh, the mound underneath the Giza pyramid mm -hmm. may have been there before anything else. And then another structure on top of that, and then eventually the pyramid. Mm -hmm. And if you look at like a cross section of it, it's a, it's, it's an interesting argument. It's entirely possible. I think um, that, that same point could be made in Israel at the whaling wall, the, the stones at the base of the, uh, the whaling wall are massive. And the ones that were built on top of the whaling wall are much smaller. So, so the buildings that, that occupied these holy sites had a, a reason uh, to be uh, used over and over again as, as the site of something special happening at that particular area. Uh, there's, there's too much uh, significance attached to these these locations but we got to talk about the original planet of the apes movie then because that scene it's so creepy the very end of the movie when when he's walking with his girl and i think a horse right and they 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 see the statue of liberty they see the statue of liberty <laughs> and it and and in, in the realization corrupt. comes upon him that the earth was destroyed mm -hmm. and and that he realizes that he's on Earth all this time. When right, he, he when he thought, thought he was, was on another planet. Thought he was somewhere else. Yep. Quite interesting. Uh, the other day was a, 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 an, another interesting uh, episode. Um, I had said last week that the uh, 
ancient astronaut show has uh, changed their programming a little bit. They've moved now to Monday nights in the New York area. So uh, there could be channel changing in other states, but uh, they did a two hour special uh, this Monday on uh, Eric Von Daniken. And it was uh, quite interesting because they, they showed a, a clip of him when he was younger and he was on Johnny Carson's show and he was there smoking a pipe and Johnny Carson was asking him all these uh, questions about his book, Chariots of the Gods and um, all the controversy that it was uh, bringing up. And uh, he, he always uh, was pretty, uh, pretty nice about it. He, he wasn't uh, angry about his skeptics because he knew that it would uh, irritate a lot of people to uh, change their mind on things that they were so confident were true. Well, I guess being angry uh, feeds into their hand too. Yeah. But he was a, uh, he was a man of uh, meager, you know, uh, well, yeah, he didn't have a background. He wasn't like a he college have a professor, PhD guy, right. or so, you know, he was a re- like a regular guy that took an interest into it. And went deep. <laughs> yeah, and, and it just it just struck a bell when uh, he did a study at school on the prophet Ezekiel. And uh, it started to change his uh, outlook on the, uh, the Holy Scriptures. And uh, it led to his uh, the- theory, which I called the Von Daniken theory even though they only re- refer to it as the ancient astronaut uh, or ancient alien uh, theory. I, I call it the Von Daniken theory because he, <laughs> he's the one that really uh, changed everything for, for archaeologists and uh, engineers in the field of uh, analyzing our past uh, and, the, and the combination of uh, today's technology in concert with his theory have more and more proven that he is correct, that our planet (laughs) has been visited by people from other places in the cosmos over over the thousands of years and have left these structures as their uh, calling card. And will they return? Maybe. (laughs) Maybe they will, maybe they won't, but... uh, it does appear that uh, my theory of uh, Earth being a, a sort of a outpost or a stopping point, like like someone on a long journey would uh, would need to use the men's room, or <laughs> you know, uh, Earth is sort of like a uh, pit stop in in the uh, universe. Yeah, and, for and, gold, and, and, <laughs> and for the elements that are uh, been found on our planet. Uh, we have an abundance of uh, many, many elements that uh, are involved with uh, spacecraft objects. Uh, I mean, uh, materials like silver and and gold and iridium mm-hmm. uh, are all are all elements that of uh, our interest to the space program because we use these uh, these materials for. Uh, protection in the uh, environment of outer space so i wonder 
I wonder why they're here. Are they here for some elements that we have in our in our dirt? <laughs> we have gold, we have silver, we have many, many elements besides the ones I've mentioned. And uh, they could be, uh, you know, they could be, they could need this stuff. Maybe they ran out of it on their planet and they, they found an exorbitant amount of it on well, our planet. Well, they're taking an interest in our cows. Yeah, poor cows. Poor cows have been analyzed and uh, checked out by uh, these creatures too. So, uh, uh, yes. Maybe they need some milk. I don't know. They've been. Uh, maybe they're making chocolate milk <laughs> or something and they need some cows. But uh, no, the, these, uh, these cow stories that have been uh, circulating uh, uh, for years uh, that they've been mutilated and uh, their, their organs have been uh, surgically removed. Uh, these stories circulate, but uh, they don't get too much traction because they don't get a lot of uh, media attention. But uh, a woman by the name of Linda Moulton Howell has uh, done oh, yeah. extensive research on these uh, cattle mutilations, and uh, they're. Uh, <coughs> I, I, I brought it up because it's. Uh, Excuse me. It, it, there, there is a connection because yeah. they've had sightings where these these cows have been found after their uh, parts have been removed, and so these these patterns of these objects and these cows are uh, you know mixed together. So, what are we to make of it? We just have to you know follow the uh, the information that keeps coming out about it and uh, <clears throat> try to try to come to a uh, a conclusion of what what it's all about are they crossbreeding uh, animals are they uh, are they trying to find out um, can we uh, intermingle with them maybe they they they, they like the uh, the the cows uh, system of uh, producing uh, a protein which humans use we drink their milk mm -hmm. you know and uh, this, uh, this they also uh, have uh Unique, some unique. Um, well, they have unique uh, digestive. But their digestive, their digestive system is very different, right? And uh, it's uh, it's been written about, and uh, it's it's quite interesting. Their digestive system of all the animals that we have uh, in the world. But they take the the sexual organs, the lips, the mouth, the. Mm -hmm. The, the eyes the eyes yeah it's really strange it, it is strange you know and uh, the 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 the, uh, the skeptics say oh it's a, a cult group and yeah it's it's a, some uh, satanic just, a satanic uh, ritual that's fine. performed but no 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 these animals uh, in the majority have a marking that's indicative of uh, some kind of surgery technique uh because the uh the 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 animal has no blood it's been uh, uh, right all the blood has been removed from the animal so that that's a quite a, a hard thing to do out in an open field uh with our technology yes <laughs> yeah uh, especially out in the open i mean you don't have any uh 
you know, blood, blood transfusion operations going out in the middle of, middle of these uh, cow pastures. <clears throat> the I other got a fun, laser pointer. The other funny thing about it is once these, <laughs> these animals have been uh, mutilated, the other cows in the, in the herd avoid that cow. They don't go near it. The predators that are in the area, coyotes and other animals, they don't go near this carcass mm-hmm. and, and, and that's finish something it. that Linda, uh, Mrs. Howe, yeah, has, has brought she, that she forth. Really, uh, she showed, uh, I think, uh, by her, um, you know, just diligence of continuing to do it and do it just really showed a lot of commonalities between them and. Well, she spoke to the ranchers, and and the ranchers are, are you know, they're these are solid people. They're not uh, out there to make a a joke about this. They have uh, money invested in these cattle, and uh, when when you have uh, a, a large amount of uh, cattle ranchers having the same experience, uh, you you got to say something that hey, what is going on? <laughs> I mean. How, how many cows do you need to be uh, mutilated before you uh, announce that there is a uh, something going on? <laughs> There's something going on here. So I, I would always uh, discredit. I would always uh, put these people that say, oh, it's always a, a cult group or it's a, it's fake and it's satanic. Uh, it, <laughs> Don't pay attention to these people because that that's easy to say that. But try to look at the evidence of the mutilation and, and see the pattern that's been exposed. There's a there's a pattern here that's going on, and and that pattern is has been uh, talked about in books that I have. And uh, you got to I mean, think that's, I, that's what we do a lot of is follow the patterns. I guess you could say, and you know, um, you don't always know what's at the end of that pattern or behind it. But the, the patterns of what what the pilots described was what got me to believe that something I, has been flying look, around. We know people that continue to have sightings, and <laughs> um, is it that we have? If, if we had the technology, maybe we just don't let everybody know we have it. Well, you can you can yeah. you can put off the the there's the civilians, but. Once you start putting well, the pilots in that category and say, "Oh, the pilots are all hallucinating," then then you're really you're stretching it. Didn't stretching China just send a, hi- a hypersonic rocket around the earth. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, know, you, you really have to uh, be open minded and, and not uh, accept things so quickly. Uh, I, I've been uh, spending years trying to decide on whether this subject has any validity. Or it's just a bunch of hooey, and uh, like I, I've said in past episodes, when I when I came across the uh, Majestic Twelve briefing document for Dwight D. Eisenhower, I said to myself, "Wow, finally something has come out that <laughs> confirms what I I thought." <laughs> and 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 now twenty years later, that has that document has been proven to be true. And uh, you can take you can take that to the bank. <laughs> Cash. <clears throat> There's uh, a few a few topics that I I want to uh, to go into, but I, I also plead with my audience to to send me some questions because the questions that uh, 
or suggested topics. What topics is that that need to be uh, corrected? Yeah, uh, you can always get us at ufostopsecret.com. That's the website. Uh, sign up for our, our, our uh, contact list there. Um, or at ufostopsecret at protonmail.com. You can send your messages to Mr. Bob Bria anytime. Bring it on. He's ready. Yeah. This is going to be an interesting year. It is. And um, I do want to do that episode on um, the viruses. Yes, we're going to do that. But I also want to uh, reiterate that the, uh, the programming for the Ancient Astronaut Show is going to focus on disclosure and these pilots' reports, and the the signing by President Trump to release these files to the public. Yeah, yeah. These little bitty files out of the big lot that they have. Yeah. And what what are we saying after all? Go watch a movie from 1951. (laughs) (laughs) Right? You'll get the the real news. (laughs) But it's it's funny how that works, right? Mm Mm-hmm. You revisit things and they suddenly they come to a different light. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you, you don't recognize the truth when it's staring you right in the face. I uh, Yep. I thank my partner for helping me uh, do my podcast, which uh, definitely needs uh, a partner. And, uh, the, <laughs> and all this, this craziness. The, this this year is, is starting off with a, a lot of information and uh, a lot of uh, discussion. I've had uh, some interesting uh, talks with uh, some neighbors just to get their, uh, their vibe on this subject. And, and they quite, uh, quite honestly feel that, uh, that the, there is objects out there that are watching uh, our planet. So uh, speculating on, on whether people are ready for, uh, for the acceptance of uh, E.T., is going to be uh, uh, I, this is going to be the year that it happens. I feel that, that we are coming closer and closer to the uh, to the awareness of this uh, visit. <laughs> and if it's anything to do with this uh, nuclear uh, position that they take, um, that's going to be known too because they're, they're going to have to talk about why they're here. So uh, keep your ears open. Yes, or they will just continue to control the narrative until such time until as they need uh, to. They, they, the entry is forced. Yeah, until, <laughs> that, until that contingency plan has to be revealed. So, but in another way, I wonder if we don't already know the things that we're trying to find out mm-hmm. inside of ourselves and if we possibly learn how to use more of our brain than we think we know we have. Well, we've done quite a lot in the last hundred years, so uh, our technology is really expanding our our ability to move ahead, whether it be in medicine or whether it be in uh, space uh, exploration. We've uh, we've utilized our technology uh, to uh, the greater of mankind. <laughs> now we're using it to understand a virus that's been circulating, and uh, hopefully we'll get our our hands in control of it, and uh, it'll go away. So I don't, I don't have to live with a mask anymore. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, 
it kind of makes you wonder maybe we need a little help from the outside yeah with what's I going know. on around today yeah uh, it's, it's definitely out of control maybe these aliens are here to uh, take over <laughs> give us some or uh, help us i mean there's you got to figure there's a good side and a bad side just yeah. like everything else well i'm, I'm praying that they're uh, on the good side <laughs> i saw independence day and i didn't like that show that movie <laughs> oh come on Liv tyler how could you go wrong <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so everybody uh continue to uh pay attention to the subject by uh finding out uh, books that you can uh, get a hold of and uh there's uh you know, the Amazon has access to uh, some good books. The The one I recommended a few weeks ago was The the American Presidents and UFOs by uh, FDR all the way to Obama. Great book. Tells you how the uh, administrations of all these presidents have handled this subject. And see, that's where I think the, when we covered that, we were talking about famous people having access to governmental people mm -hmm. right i mean it's just because it's just what happens right frank sinatra and could hang out with you know a president if he if he so wanted and mm -hmm. so they so you gotta figure after a few drinks at the golf course you know yeah, soften up you know you're on the back nine you know yeah the secret service is some in blinking the light goes off and somebody makes cracks a joke and maybe something spills out kind of shows up in the movie the next day mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah, a lot of information is uh, put out on golf courses. It's a very uh, great place to uh, have a conversation because uh, of the uh, lack of uh, people around you. <laughs> so I, I wish everybody a good week. Yeah. I hope uh, we have no more uh, snow. <laughs> it's but, inevitable. But it's inevitable. We may be getting some uh, next week. I hope I get some questions from uh, my listeners. Yeah. Bring it on, peeps. And by the way. There we go. That was the right one. That I want to give a, a shout out to Eric Green, Shannon Lynn Jordan, GP Man for coming through the live Podbean podcast. Thank you. Thank you. And contributing, by the way. Appreciate you. So come back and see us. We are here every Tuesday, almost everyone. It was only one we missed at the end of the year for the holidays, folks. But Tuesdays at 6.30, we're live, and we are on most platforms at 8 p.m. Tuesday nights. Okay. So, Mr. Bob Bria, I wish you good night. And Say, see you next week. And bid you farewell. Keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes up and your mind available. <laughs> and put your mask on. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to do what you got to do. All right, folks, have a good one. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bob.